Well, hello, it's Pastor Carson from Calvary Tabernacle. Thanks for stopping by the podcast. We hope that it's a blessing to you, whether you're catching one of the Sunday or Wednesday messages, or maybe you're jumping on to listen to one of the Saturday snapshots. We're doing everything we can right here in the beautiful Fountain Square area of Indianapolis to try to reach and connect and disciple people towards Jesus Christ. Enjoy what you listen to, and I hope that it's a benefit to your life. Turn your Bibles. I better preach before I preach. Psalm 23, if you weren't here this morning, I started this. I really don't want to preach law. I really don't want to preach law. This, I don't say this very much. This is one of those things, Brother Healy, I'd like to get shouted out. Now, I know some people show up and hope that the worship service will get real good. <laughs> you ever been in one of those services where you thought, Lord, just let it go. Just let it go. And we don't. I know you love the word, but every now and then. Here's what I pray, that when you begin to resonate with what I'm preaching, that your response, how many believe that he's drawn to the praises of his people? That your praise will cause you to draw the Spirit of the Lord. And when you begin to praise God and the Word is resonating with you, that you won't worry who's around you. I'm telling you, somebody in the room, you're going to have to claim the Word for you tonight. I'm telling you, before I preach these last couple verses, you got you got to claim it for you. If your neighbor doesn't want it, you've got to decide whether they want it or not. (laughs) Whether they want it or not, I want it. I want what the Lord has for me. I want what the Lord has for my family. Psalm chapter 23, the Lord is my shepherd. If you weren't here This morning in our service, we focused in on the fact that David the shepherd came to the revelation in all the times he had defended the sheep as I am a shepherd under inspiration of the Holy Ghost. He came to revelation. The Lord is my shepherd. And I tell everyone in this room tonight that if you're going to live successful for the Lord, he's got to be your shepherd. He's got to be your shepherd. I'll do my best to be your under shepherd. But he's got to be your shepherd. Got to listen to the Lord. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. What's it say? Say it again. Say it again. I will fear no evil. Somebody put your best preacher's voice on and say, I will fear no evil. How many know there's a difference? I will fear no evil. I fear no evil. Sometimes you got to convince yourself while you convince the enemy. I will fear no evil. Why? Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. I had somebody say, I heard you hooked some college kids this morning. If you weren't here, you got to watch the video. We took some liberty with the shepherd's staff. And I don't feel bad about it. How many know we're thankful that the Lord has to hook us in every now and then? That he is both defensive and offensive, and we need him to be both. Parents, saints of the Most High, he passes that on to us and expects us to be offensive and defensive over our homes, over our minds, over our hearts. Fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table. 
It'd be one thing if you made me a table, but you prepare a table in in the presence of God. And if that wasn't enough, you anoint my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely, woo, hey, surely, surely. Come on, isn't the text just big enough for itself? Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Who are those? Those are my friends. That's goodness and that's mercy. Follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the presence of the Lord, in the house of the Lord. How long? How long? Turn to somebody and tell them I'm a forever kind of person. Turn to somebody else and tell them because he's a forever kind of God. I'm going to preach part two of this out of Psalm 23. And I, and I said this morning, we're only used to hearing this at funerals, but you'd have had to be in our minister's meeting to, God bless their hearts, they had to listen to me preach for an hour about being buried with him in baptism. But I'm going to preach this like we're at a resurrection service right now. That's what I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to preach it that way. Because we did, we had to die out to our sin. But since we have died out to our sin, we are not who we used to be and we are not who the enemy wants us to be. <clears throat> Come on, we walk in newness of life. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow. I want you to lift your hands and lift your voice right now all over this building and call on the name of the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. You may be seated. It was already talked about tonight and we got a little cheer from the crowd, but Thanksgiving's coming, y'all. Thanksgiving is coming. It was last year where I, I did not know what I was getting myself into when I began to talk about cranberry sauce. <clears throat> I received many a can of cranberry sauce. <laughs> Last year, Thanksgiving time, as I begin to talk about it. How many of you, you just love Thanksgiving? How many of you, be honest, you love it because it's a day where you eat? <clears throat> Who's ever eaten so much turkey that coma is coming? And I'm not sure if you, like me, have often been the recipient but I have not done much of the cooking for Thanksgiving. There's a reason for that. I am typically, Brother Cunningham, the partaker of the bounty, and I try to do my job well. Who would be honest and bear witness to me that you are a pre-meal patrolman in the kitchen? as if you are the official taste tester. Come on, you lie, you fry. You know what I'm talking about. I was just seeing if it was done. You're about to be done. Who's been shooed out of the kitchen? Come on, wave at me so I don't feel crazy. Been shooed out of the kitchen. Get up out of the kitchen. Get up out of the kitchen. You don't want to leave the kitchen. Any, anybody ever snuck stuff out in your hand? You knew it was wrong. You knew it was wrong. Being there working through that stuff. I love the pre-meal meal. Right? You're just stretching. Preparation. Some people say, I didn't eat anything all day. Just waiting. Don't do that. Your stomach will shrink. Get a little something in there. Then go walk. Get real hungry. Get prepared. <laughs> Sampling to see. Usually by the time the meal comes, I know what I want. 
I've sampled enough to know, except for the things that there's no way to sample. Right? There's certain things like that sweet potato casserole. And if you don't like that, you can repent. But that... Sample some of those things you can. There's certain things you can't dive into. I don't have to sample that to know it's good. I've tasted it before. There's certain things I don't even have to get a taste test because I have tasted it before. And I know. And I'm going to be honest. I believe in being courteous. I believe in giving allowance to people. If you, if you were to meet with me, you're going to know that. But I don't understand people that don't want to get in line. I'm just, I'm going to let them go. Fine. But don't come crying to me if it's gone. You mean there's no more mashed potatoes? Should have got up off the couch. When there's food on the table, there's no reason for you to leave hungry. It's one of my greatest frust. It's one of my greatest frustrations that people who can be in the house of God never get in the presence of God. It's not that we lack stuff on the table. The Bible says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How sweet are thy words unto my taste. Oh, it's like honey to my mouth. How many have tasted and seen that when everything else didn't taste quite right, when you really get in the presence of God and you really begin to feast on the goodness of the Lord, that there was nothing quite as delectable. There was nothing quite as delightful. You know, there's some things you won't go back for seconds. You ever been in that awkward circumstance? You're welcome to have some more. I'm so full. You didn't eat hardly anything. Oh, big breakfast. Big breakfast. You don't want to say it's terrible. Here's what I know. He has never given us a meal that wasn't right. I've heard this gospel preached in every different way. There's all different styles of singing, all different styles of preaching, but anytime it is tied to the name of Jesus Christ and the truth of this text, I will tell you what I know. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know what we found out today, Brother Lopez? He's good right here in downtown Indy, but he's good in Greenwood too. And Brother Gallion in Camby, he's good in Camp. Because it's not about the location and it's not even about the table. It's about who is preparing. Who is preparing the table? Some of you in here, you know you're good cooks. Some of you in here, you're not, but you don't know. <laughs> no one wants to tell you they love you. But if when you say maybe we should go out and they jump at it, yeah, why don't you got to like taper it down if you want to? It's okay. Let them treat you. Not everybody's a good cook. But he never misses. He never fails. David said, you prepare a table for me. Two things are taking place here and theologians run with it. Commentaries try to take this and, and, and put all type of historical context into it. And so we got a couple of places. We got the illustration of a feast that is prepared. Either way, we know that David is in a battle, and so it seems to revolve around that. So if it is a feast for the battle, there is this understanding, Brother Brown, that it is a good feast as established by the Lord. The other element of this table is it is the table of war negotiation. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that if, if it is a table of negotiation, I like the thought that the Lord's on my side of the table. 
let's play this out for a second here. Brother, brother Ben, come here and help me for a second, okay? You, you sat on this side. of. The, let's get close so people can see. You sat right there on that side. For this illustration, you're the enemy. <laughs> I'm on this side of the table. And in the war negotiations, you're going to tell me everything that you want. But God is on my side of the table. And your job is to give every, man, I'm telling you, your job is to give every, every negative thing about me. You're supposed to sit right here and say, but you're a liar and you've stolen and you've cheated and you failed time and time again. You're foolish. You walked away. You're supposed to speak about things I've done and things that might be in my future. You're supposed to look at me and say, David, you got a problem with pretty girls. You got a problem with midnight bathers. Come on. David was a man after God's own heart, but the first part of that was he was a man. Guys, you better keep your eyes pure. We better watch what we see because what we see may take us farther than we wanted to go. And he said, here he is. He's looking, 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 saying all that. But at the table of negotiation, after he said everything, the Lord only needed to say one thing when he said, but isn't he a liar? Okay. Isn't he a failure? Okay. Isn't he going to have women problem? Okay. So what's your answer? He's mine. That's it. That's enough. That's enough to say that what he was and who he was and what you want to announce over him. He is mine. And I'm telling you here tonight that there is an enemy that is set across the table from some of you for long enough, but I got a word from God for you. It does not matter what the enemy has said. The Lord has said you are his. You're his. Yeah, yeah but the enemy's right. The enemy's right, but you're God's. Brother Denny, the enemy would want to say, yeah, but he's human. Brother Gwaltney, the enemy would want to say every now and then he's got an attitude issue. I know he doesn't, but. Brother Schumann, the enemy would want to say, yeah, but you remember 10 years ago, or you remember five years ago, or you. You know that, you know that Mike Mass, you know. You know what he used to be? Imagine some of the accounts that could be called over your life. Brother Faulkner, mm, feel like a shark zeroing in right now. Just, uh, no, no, no. You know, when they were making the movie Jaws, that that, when they were making the movie Jaws, that big old electrical shark that they built kept breaking down. Do you know that? They spent a fortune making that shark and it kept breaking down. So they had to learn how to use the camera and the water to yield intimidation that the shark could not produce. And the truth about the situation you've been in is the enemy wants it to look worse than it really is. It is a figment of your imagination to believe. Man, I'm preaching to somebody right now. I know the situation might seem dark, and I know that the enemy is real. I'm not, I'm not saying that the presence of your enemies isn't real. It is real. I'm just saying that he's the one that's prepared the table. And as long as he's the one that's prepared the you can stand to your feet and square your shoulders and recognize, I know I'm just a man, but I've got a God on my side. I've got a deliverer on my side. I know that I'm just a sinner saved by grace, but his grace is sufficient. His, come on, how many know that he is well able? He's well able. 
So when the enemy wants to plead his case against you, you just plead the blood against him. What would deliver a lot of us in this room is if we would quit living under the umbrella of what we did back then. He won't let you forget it. Sorry to make you the bad guy. He won't let you forget it. Every time you kneel to pray. I know what you did. I know what you did, buddy. Every time you try to lift your hands. I know what you did. Am I preaching real to real people right now? Every time you want to worship God. Come on, at some point, you got to tell the enemy, sit down at the table. Sit down at the table and look what the Lord has done for me. I know that I didn't deserve this. I know I didn't deserve this, but God set this table. Woo! I'm preaching to somebody tonight that ought to have a little rejoice in your spirit. It was God that saved me. It was God that healed me. Oh, look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. How many remember that old song? He healed my body. He touched. He saved. Oh. Some of the new people are like. Come on, help us, choir. Say Come on, let's go old school. Everybody say, look why. He healed my body, say. He touched my mind. He saved me. Oh, say I'm gone. Woo! Go ahead. Hold on a second. Do that little dun dun dun. You don't whatever you just did that dun dun. That was right. How many know that was right? Every now and then we need a little old school. We need an elder that'll stand up and say he's been good for a mighty long time. He's been good for a mighty long time. Hey, yeah. Oh, look what the Lord has done. Look what. He healed my body, say. He touched my mind. He saved me. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna pray that. Look what. Do you really want to praise him? really know he's worthy. Hey, uh. Where's that water? Where's that water? Help me out. Just if you're coming, go ahead, come on. That's fine. Just stay. Just stay. If you can stay and stay, that's fine. Come 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 come. come. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence. <laughs> Somebody ought to put a smile on your face that the enemy's got to look at your table. In the presence of my enemies, thou anointest my head with oil. It was David. Remember, David as a shepherd is talking. Do you know it was normative practice for them to anoint the head of a sheep in case their head would get caught? The oil would help them to slide out was normal. I'm going to tell you right now, you'd get out of more messes if you'd stay anointed. Oh, yes. 
Oh, yes. Thou anointest my head. Thou anointest my head with oil. I would have loved to have been there, Pastor Lopez, when David gets the oil while his brothers watch. I'm going to tell you right now, that's a day we would. When the Lord told Samuel, look not upon his countenance. The Lord said, I've been watching him in private consecration. He and I'm telling you, the Lord has an anointing for everybody in this room. An anointing, an anointing that'll take you through. Brother Ross, don't we know an anointing will take you through and get you out? It will. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. And I'm going to tell you this. People that are anointed and know they're anointed are bold. Boy, I'm telling you, bold. B-O-L-D, bold. You won't let the enemy make you act like a coward when you know you're anointed. You are too powerful. I'm going to hear me now. You're full of the Holy Ghost. You're not a weakling. Come on, you're not a weakling. You know what? He said, and my cup. I love that he is so illustrative. Thank you, dear psalmist, under the inspiration of the Lord. He said, my cup. Whoa, whoa, it's getting full. Whoa, 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 whoa. You ought to have enough that if you get close yeah, to somebody. Yeah, yeah. I want enough that if I get in the proximity, I want my in. I don't want to just be making it. I want the kind of a watch. And if I stay close to him, if I start getting low, he'll just make sure I got a. I'm talking about a more than enough car, a more than enough, a more. Than enough, a more than enough cup. God is trying to speak to somebody that feels like you're down to your last dime and you've got nothing left. And I've come to remind you, He has a cup overflowing blessing that is ready for you. How many believe he's able? Thou preparest the table before me. Thou anointest my head with. I got an overflowing cup. Don't you apologize for an overflowing cup. Don't you don't you be negative to make somebody else happy. You just rejoice in the goodness. I got to tell somebody under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, you can dance your way happy tonight. You can worship. You can worship your way happy tonight. I don't want to do anything but praise God right now. Let's just praise God for a minute. Let's just praise God for a minute. Woo! Hey! I'm not asking if your job is good. I'm asking if your God is good. I'm not asking if everything's great at home. I'm asking if you know the Lord is good. The Lord. I said the Lord is good. He's a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. 
the promises of the Lord. Surely. Only way I know how to do it is illustrate it. Come here, boys. Come here. Come here. Surely. Goodness and mercy. They won't lead me. If they lead me, I have to think that every day has to be good for me to. But they'll follow me. Goodness and mercy. Goodness. And mercy will follow me when? Not just your good days. Man, oh man. Not just when everything is going your way, but on the bad days. If you will tune into the Spirit, you still got goodness and you still got mercy. I might not have popularity by the world, but I got goodness and I got, I got goodness and I got mercy. So I got a reason and they follow me. They follow me. They follow me. Wherever I go, they go. When I get in a busy place, they follow me. I can't leave them, they stay with me. I can't get away from them because they go with me. They follow me. They follow me through the crowd. They throw me through the ups and through the downs. Wherever I go, if I look, I got goodness and I got... How many believe it? Come here, goodness. Come here, mercy. Get behind me. And when I get wore out, sometimes I just remind myself, Ooh. Goodness and mercy got me. Good. Goodness and mercy. I'm speaking to somebody who thinks goodness and mercy left you. And I'm telling you that's a lie from the enemy. Goodness and mercy follow you. Somebody say they're following me. Which, which lets me understand. Brother Turner, when the enemy's following me, <laughs> I'm not unprotected on my flank. But pastor, what if the enemy sneaks up on me? He cannot sneak up on you if mercy and goodness are following you. Ah, I, I don't know. Seems like he comes out of nowhere. False. The only way he can get onto you is for him to come at you head on. And if he comes at you head on, you better know it's because he is worried about what you've got. He is worried. He, ha, ah. If you've been battling hell, I've come to remind you, it's because he knows who you are and he knows what you've got. I got mercy and I've got goodness behind me and I've got the table in front. Somebody say surely. Somebody say surely. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And what? Didn't mean he was never leaving the church. What did it mean? I'm going to stay up in the presence of God. <laughs> presence of God will walk with you in your school. The presence of God will work with you, walk with you onto your construction site. The presence of God will walk. How many know the presence of God will walk? Why are you following me? Why are you following me? Quit following me. Why are you following me? Why are you? Why are you? I want mercy and goodness at my cubicle. I, I want mercy. I want mercy. I want goodness and mercy following me. Now you can't see it. 
You can't see it, but I wish the scales could fall from our eyes if we could picture what it looked like to walk into the place where the enemy of our life is as loud as he's ever been and let our scales fall off like it did for Saul that we might be able to see. My enemy's mad at me because the way my table looks. Hmm. Look at all this on the table. I got God calling the shots. I got a table full of blessing and I got goodness and I got on mercy. <laughs> no wonder he doesn't like me. He was cast out of heaven. <clears throat> he, did, uh, he did fall like lightning. And I've got news for you. He's mad at you because he knows the power you've got. He's mad at you because he knows the potential you've got. And if you would make up your mind, I'm not gonna lose this year to the enemy. I'm not gonna lose my family. Come on, who am I preaching to right now? I'm not gonna lose my mind. I'm not gonna lose my spirit. I got goodness, I got mercy, I got a table and ha <laughs> ha. I'm going to be in the presence of the Lord. Now, here's what the Lord's about to do. The Lord's about to fill hundreds of people with fresh confidence. Fresh confidence. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That power gives you a boldness and a confidence. You receive the Holy Ghost already then I'm gonna tell you it is inexcusable for you to think you're sitting at a barren table. Turn to somebody and tell them, I don't know about your table. Turn to somebody else, tell them, I don't know about your table. But I don't have a barren table. ha. <laughs> Turn to somebody and tell them, I don't know about your cup. Come on, tell them, I don't know about your cup. But my cup is running over. I want the kind of, I want the kind of cup that spills on the altar. I want the kind of cup. I want the kind. Let's just worship God. Let's just worship God all over this building. Come on, every man, every woman, every... Come on, you got a full cup. Thanks, you'll be done. Come on, praise team, come here. Look what the Lord has done. Said, look. Look what the Lord has done, say. Everybody shout it out. He touched my he mind. Touched my he saved me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. Sing it again. Look what say. Hey, look what. Look what the Lord has done. He saved me. in the church singing that song? I need, listen, I need about 50 elders that grew up singing that to come push some of these young folks out of the way. I need, I need about 50 elders that, listen, hey, don't move, make them push you. If they don't push you, don't go nowhere. Look, I can tell some of them are wrestling with being an elder. 
Come on, Brother Mathis. Come on, Brother Marcus. Come on, elders, right down front. Look what the Lord say. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. I'm going to mess with these musicians. <laughs> oh, well, I don't even know what came. Remember this old song? God's been good. He's. He's. I think we need an elder's choir. Can't let him down. Oh. Come on, sing it again. God's been good. Really been good, yeah. Been so good to me. Okay. Now there's a discrepancy here. Is it at the end he's been so good to me or he's really been good to me? Some of y'all are saying, well, what the words are wrong. And so, can I tell you something? Either way, he's been good. I brought the elders up here tonight because I need to ask you something in front of these young folks. Is he faithful? Is he faithful? Sister Barkus, have you found? Life hadn't always been easy, has it? We've endured some sicknesses. We've endured some losses. We've endured some pain. But he... There may be some things along the way you think you can do without, but thankfulness is not one of them. He's been too good. He's been so good to me. Brother Senior, I just can't tell. I try. I try to tell it. I do my best to preach it, but I can't tell it. Even the Bible says the world could not contain the books. He's too good. Yeah, but what about the enemy? What about the table? What about the enemy? What about the accusation? What about the cup? Yeah, but what about these tough days? What about goodness? Yeah, but what about the sin? What about mercy? For every enemy, there's an answer. And for negative, every negative word, there is a word. 
there is a word. There is a word of promise. Forgive me, I got an old singing spirit in my... When I think of the goodness of Jesus... When I think about everything the Lord has done, you got to know how, you know how nervous it makes hell. Brother Rozier, when there are all these different generations praising God together. Because he'd like to make us believe it's just the young people or it's just the elders. You know, it's only those, it's only those millennials. <laughs> Not in this church. Not in this church. If we could see it in the spirit, we'd see cups all over this place. We'd, come on, I'm sweaty enough anyway. We'd see cups all over this place. Overflowing. People that walked in feeling half empty gonna walk out feeling more than half full. It's not about pessimistic or optimistic. It's about anointing and word of God. It's about the promises of God and their yay. There, yay. What's amen mean? Means so be it. Brother Shunk, every now and then, I just got to say, I'll take that. I'll take that. Brother Shunk was nice. He sent me a deal, sent me an email, sent me a deal. I didn't, I didn't bargain with him about it. He was just kind, sent me a deal for golf. So you know it was the will of God, sent me a deal. I didn't have, I didn't have to beg you for it. You just gave it to me. And what I say, I'll take it. Hands down, I'll take it. Some of y'all thinking, why didn't Brother Shonk send me anything? I, he will. Sent me this, sent me this deal. Sent me, said, here's a good way to get in on a fabulous deal. It was a fabulous deal. You know what he said? I'd hate for you to miss it if you want it. You know how I feel tonight? I'd hate for you to miss this if you want it. I'd hate, whoop. Turn to somebody, find them, tell them, I'd hate for you to miss this. I'd hate for you to miss this. I'd hate, woo! I'd hate for you to miss this. This is, this is how my grandma raised me right here. We go into church and my grandma, if, if you didn't worship at church, grandma would let you know. You didn't sit in church. You didn't sit and expect. Sorry, I'm not taking shots. I'm just. Sing something I like. Preach something I never heard. I probably can't do it. But if you want to get in the goodness of God. If you believe in that song earlier, if he never does anything else, he's already done enough. How many believe Calvary was enough? How many believe that His Holy Ghost is enough? All right. Here's my assignment. Here's your assignment, leaving this house. You got to go let your cup spill on somebody this week. You, you ought not be able to come encounter in contact with people all week long and spill nothing. Brother Coogan, I'm convinced when I bump into people, I ask God, let me bump in people. I won't, but I want to right now. I want to. Brother Chris and I try to meet every week. I'm hoping that when we meet, if you get close enough, just possibly, you know I want to, don't you? Something spill out on the people I There's enough goodness to go. 
there's enough blessing. Here's what I want. I want people asking you, what's different about you? What is different about you? I want a reason to testify. I'm glad you asked. I got a little something I'd like to spill out right now. God's been good. He's been so good to me. Lift your hands with me all over the house. I want you to do nothing but just begin to thank God. Come on, just thank God for his love. <laughs> Been so good to me, Lord. can't tell it all. He's good when the storms come. He's good when the trials come. Brother Turner, I got a little boy at home sick right now. Sick. Needs a touch. Needs a miracle. But he's good. I felt a little lie from the enemy. I announced in front of everybody what I was going to preach tonight. Him so sick at home, I felt the enemy say, how are you going to preach about the goodness of God? Because he's good. He can break fevers. He can heal bodies. He can touch minds in a moment. He's a good. God. Oh, clap your hands under the Lord and give him praise. <laughs>